Well, good morning. I want to add, need to add a couple of other announcements to what has already been shared. I uh, do want you to be aware we are, we are having a Good Friday evening uh, service here at 7.30 this Friday. All are welcome. Please feel free to invite guests and to come along for a simple, uh, contemplative, reflective uh, time as we think on the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then a week from today, Resurrection Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday morning, uh, we will be meeting here at 10 o'clock. And again, for both of these events, please feel free to invite anybody and everybody that you want. And if you know of people who are going to be coming, uh, please uh, do them a favor and us a favor of registering for them. Just go to the link on the website so that we can have a sense of who's coming. But we want to open the doors wide and uh, welcome as many people as is possible uh, for this wonderful weekend ahead of us. Right, there was something else, but I can't see it now. So, all right, we'll pass on that. Would you open your Bible, please, to the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers, uh, chapter 6. The book of Numbers, chapter 6. How many of you have spent some time in the book of Numbers recently? Okay, that's not a high percentage. Uh, but there is a text situated, positioned uh, in the middle of a long litany of commandments and precepts and principles and ceremonies. Uh, there is a text that is placed here by the Lord that is beautiful in its style, rich in its content and so ever meaningful in its effect. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put My name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Let's pray. Father in heaven, may it be that You will bless us now. In the exposition, the opening up of your words, speak to us. Bless us, oh dear Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as a church, whether you have been aware of this or not, we are committed to a belief that what we do when we gather together as the Lord's people really matters. And we believe that our Lord Jesus has ordained certain aspects and expressions and dimensions of worship. You could call these liturgical def uh, uh, activities and expressions. He has ordained that certain expressions of worship 
be included in our congregational worship, if not every week, at least with some regularity and some frequency. And that is why when we gather together, we sing praise, we sing confession, we sing lament. That is why when we gather together, uh, we have prayer, we offer our gifts to the Lord, we have scripture readings, we encourage physical expression like hand clapping or hand raising or kneeling. This is why we have pastoral preaching and we observe the sacraments like baptism and communion. We do all of these things because the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, has commanded that we do these things. You'll recall last week that Brother Alex preached a, a wonderful message on the subject of Holy Communion. It was a beautiful, which is a beautiful and essential part of a faithful church's life together. We do these things because our hearts long to do these things, and we do these things because God tells us to. Now, one of the aspects of worship that most of us have experienced and been somewhat familiar with, at least by virtue of experience, though we may not have realized that the Bible actually taught this aspect of worship, is the practice of benediction and blessing. I mentioned this in a message a couple of weeks ago, but I wanted to return to it and expand on it here this morning. There are dozens of texts in Scripture that are benedictions, that are prayers of blessing, that set a model for us in the church, you could say, in how we say hello and how we say goodbye to each other. That we are to greet one another with a blessing. We are to say farewell to one another with a blessing or with a benediction. I want us to learn today to say hello and to say goodbye in a distinctly Christian kind of way. Say hello, say goodbye with blessings and benedictions that impart grace to others. I want us to learn how to do that and how to do that consistently and how to do that well. Say hello and goodbye with blessings and benedictions that impart grace to others. And I want to begin today by noticing that God is a God who speaks blessings upon us. There's a couple of observations that I have made as I have studied out this theme in the Bible. And the first of those observations is this, that the very first words that God spoke to the human race were a blessing. And God made Adam and Eve and He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. The first words out of God's mouth to us as people, as human beings is, may you be blessed. May you be blessed being fruitful and multiplying and filling the earth. I wonder, as I have studied out this concept of blessing and benediction, I, I wonder if we 
have realized, and I have come to realize this, that everything that Jesus ever did was done to bring us blessing. I wonder if we realize that apart from the blessing of God, we are under the cursing of God. I wonder if we, we realize, as we ought to, that we are born in sin and born under wrath and born into a cursed and corrupt world. And that curse is upon us until Jesus, riding a donkey into Jerusalem on the first Palm Sunday, rides essentially to His death. And by hanging on a cross, cursed is everyone who hangs on a cross, the Scriptures say. By hanging on the cross, He took our curse away and in place of that gave us blessing. Our God is a blessing God. And given what I've just said, we realize that His blessing comes to us while freely to us at great cost. To himself. Did you realize that the very last words that Jesus spoke while he was on earth were a blessing? Listen to Luke's account in Luke 24. And Jesus led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, While He blessed them, He parted from them and was carried up into heaven. Jesus literally was in the middle of a blessing when He ascended up into heaven. He started the blessing while His feet were planted on earth. He finished the blessing in heaven itself. During a blessing, Jesus ascended To the Lord. And I wonder if that might be a bit of a foreshadowing and a hint to us of what Jesus continues to do for us as our great high priest, whoever lives to intercede for us. I do believe he ever lives to pronounce blessings upon us as well. You see, God is a blessing, God. It is his impulse, it is his instinct. It flows out of His heart of love. And so as we come to this text, this ironic blessing, this blessing given by God to Aaron to pray in behalf of His people, it flows out of this generous heart of God. Look at the text again, beginning in verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, This you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put My name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Notice that the Lord God of heaven is the author. He is the giver. He is the primary subject of this blessing. 
This blessing is all about the, the heart of God for us. This is God's heart being poured out. I want you, God says to Aaron, I want you to say to my people, and this was just a year or two after the exodus of the people of Israel from Egypt, and the people were wandering around and in the desert, and God is establishing all kinds of laws and principles and precepts and expectations for their new life. And in the middle of all of this, God says, I want my people to be blessed. My people need to be blessed. God loves to bless. And as His people who are called to be like Him, let us learn to bless. To pronounce blessings and benedictions over others. As we look at this text, I want us to just very quickly see the content of the text. What is the blessing that God says we should pray for and pray for one another for? There are, there are three primary blessings that the Lord outlines here. The, the first is a prayer for God's keeping protection. For His keeping protection. Look at verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. And we're, the word keep, uh, the Hebrew word that's translated keep there, it, it speaks of protection and guarding, but it's something deeper than that. It's something richer than that. It is the, the keeping that happens out of a heart of care and attention. It's, it's the same word that's used when God speaks to Adam in Genesis chapter 2 and placed Adam in the garden and said, Adam, I want you to tend and keep the garden. God was not just saying to Adam, I want you to stand guard at the gate to the garden and don't let any creatures in that are going to nibble all the vegetables. It, it wasn't that kind of guarding. No, this was a different kind. I want you to keep the garden. I want you to watch over it with love and care. I want you to treat it with affection. I want you to protect it, yes, but protect it in a way that you, you have a sense of ownership over it, delight in it, love for it. If, if somebody says to me, Tim, will you please guard my jewelry? Okay, I'll guard your jewelry. But I will keep this ring. You see the difference? This, this ring has value to it to me. This, this ring is precious to me. This ring matters to me. I'm going to keep this ring. Okay, I'll guard the jewelry, but I'm going to I'm going to keep this. I want to guard this building. But I want us all to keep each other. You see that? The Lord bless you and keep you. This, this is a prayer that the Lord God of heaven would set His attentive, caring, keeping heart upon His people. Oh, this week, may the Lord keep you. May you feel His keeping love. May you be wrapped in His keeping arms, carried 
on his keeping shoulders. May the Lord keep you. It's precious. It's precious. And it strikes me how the Lord tells us to pray to him that he would keep. You would think, well, doesn't he just know to do this? Yeah, he knows everything, but there's something about the asking, isn't there? Something good for us in the asking. There is a reminder that this keeping is not automatic or deserved. Um, Our Heavenly Father wants us to ask, Lord, would you please keep us, bless us and keep us. The second blessing in this wonderful prayer is in verse 23, a, a prayer for what you might call brightening and forgiving grace. Look at verse 23. Uh, uh, Verse 25, the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord says to Moses and Aaron, pray, pray that my face would shine upon my people. You stop to think about that. What makes a face shine? Well, typically, primarily, there are two things. Uh, the smile, which we're all covering up right at the moment, but the smile and the eyes. When, when somebody looks on someone else with affection and with perhaps sur- surprise, their face, we say, lights up. And when a child looks at a Christmas tree or at Christmas presents, uh, isn't this right, kids? Your, your face lights up. Your parents say, ooh, that... They lit up when they saw that. It shows in the eyes. It shows in the smile. This prayer is, oh Lord, that His, His face would shine upon us. That His eyes would light up. That His, His heart and mind and face would smile. This is, this is a prayer for the smiling favor of God. Oh Lord, smile on your people. It's an expression of delight. It's an expression of love. It's an expression of affection. It's a prayer that God's face would brighten when He thinks of us and looks upon us. But not just brighten. This is a prayer for forgiving grace. Lord, make your... May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord says to Moses and Aaron, pray that I would be gracious. That's actually a very big and broad word in Scripture. It covers everything from just the everyday kindnesses that our brother Paul spoke of earlier in talking about the rain. That is the Lord being gracious to us. Ranges from that to the good meal you had the other day to the good meal you had this morning or the good meal that awaits you this afternoon. That's the Lord being gracious to you. It covers the trip you made to be here this morning and the safety that you were given on the way. That's the Lord being gracious to you. It covers the joy of seeing each other in this place today and 
Though we can't see each other's smiles, we see each other's eyes and we feel each other's presence. And that's the Lord being gracious to us. It covers everything all the way over to those sins, all those sins that you and I have committed in our lives that have been washed away through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Him being gracious in the ultimate, gracious to us all the way to that final day when He says to us, not depart from Me, but He says, welcome, welcome. That's the Lord being gracious to us. This prayer is one of those prayers that as you reflect on it, you realize it is expansive. It, uh, you, you look at it and it's simple, but beneath the simplicity of the words, there is depth and there is wonder. The Lord, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And then third, the Lord lift up His countenance upon you, verse 26, and give you peace. This is a, a prayer for two things. First, for God to lift His countenance, His face upon us. It's a prayer that God would not just bless us, but that He would lift His, lift his head and look at us as He does. I was trying to think of different contexts where we might receive things from others without them looking at us. Uh, maybe it's in the bank, if you ever do actual banking in the bank anymore, and you're standing in line and you get to the teller and they, they don't even look at you, their head is down, they slide your money out, you sign it and you leave. They don't lift up their countenance upon you. You ever been in a place or experienced that where they keep their head down? They carry out the transaction, but their head is down. God doesn't do it that way. God doesn't just say, okay, here's what you want. Here's what you need. No, he looks, lifts his head, lifts his eyes, looks right into yours, says, here's what you need. Lord, lift up your countenance upon your people. And give them peace. Shalom. That rich Hebrew term that almost defies full expression and articulation. How do you, how do you put shalom into words? Shalom is more than peace. It is way more than the absence of conflict or stress. Shalom is a state of wholeness and wellness in every aspect of life, in relationships, in health, in connection to the world and the planet in which we live, in community, in every way. With God, there is this wholeness. Everything is as it should be. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you shalom. Give you shalom. Now you say, in my life, everything is not as it should be. And I would say, yeah. And it's going to stay that way until heaven. So in praying this, we're not praying that we will have absolute shalom and perfect 
shalom, perfect peace, but that we would have tastes of it, glimmers of it, rays of it shining through all the darkness and the confusion, that we have moments in our lives where we sense, have a sense of wholeness, that God in His fullness has poured His wholeness into us. And He gives us peace. Every one of us can identify things going on in our lives that are troubling, that are difficult, that are painful, that are broken. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and give us shalom. May this week you taste a little bit of shalom. And may each little taste we have, may we realize that it is a foretaste of that place and time and eternity where shalom will be perfected in the presence of our God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. We have a God who blesses. Can I say, offer to you two or three benefits of cultivating a blessing and benediction lifestyle as a church? Benefit number one is this. When we do, we put God's name on others. Look at, look at the last verse, starting in verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put My name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. This is, this is, a, this is a phrase I don't really fully understand all that it means. I will confess to you. But as I study out this phrase and see how it's used in other places, I see, for example, that God says, I will put my name on Jerusalem. What does God mean? God means I am am signaling, I am marking out Jerusalem as a special place for my presence and my favor. This is going to be my place. I'm putting my name upon them. And with my name come my blessings. And God says when we pronounce a blessing on each other, we are putting His name on each other. We are marking out other people for the blessing of God. We are, we are effectively and powerfully bringing God's blessing to others. Even if those others may not, may not be believers. They may, they, they may not even believe in blessings. But when you pronounce a blessing on them, God will mark them. God will bring something of blessing into their life. 
So by practicing a benediction, blessing way of life, we place God's name and God's blessing on others in ways that are mysterious, that we can't comprehend. We will never fully understand this side of heaven, but it's real. Those are prayers that God is committed to answer. I will put my name on my people. A second benefit is that if we are blessing each other, it is far less likely that we will be cursing each other. When we say hello and goodbye with a blessing, it makes it hard, or at least harder, to curse each other in between. If I start a conversation blessing you, if I end that conversation saying, may the grace and the favor of the Lord be with you, it's going to help me be guarded in between the hello and the goodbye. A culture of blessing and benediction will transform our relationships and our conversations. This is a benefit of this way of life. And can I say as I close, that this habit in life will consistently remind us of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who ever lives to bless and keep us. While He ascended up into heaven, or while He was pronouncing a blessing, He ascended up into heaven. He left this world blessing us. He entered heaven blessing us. And He has been blessing us ever since. And every one of those blessings that come to us through our great High Priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, every one of those blessings is guaranteed. And every one of them has come at the price of His blood on the cross. He purchased those blessings for us so that when we bless each other, pronounce benedictions and blessings over each other, we are being reminded of our High Priest Himself who blesses us and who obtained our blessings through His death on the cross. If you're here this morning and have never trusted in Jesus or if you are watching via live stream and have never trusted in this great high priest, then we invite you to do that. Invite you to do it. Do it right now. Um, do it right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, I, I want you to be my priest. I want, the, I want the best and the highest priest there is interceding for me. I need your sacrifice to take away my sin. And I need you to be my Savior. Say that right now. Believe that in your heart right now. Thousands of years ago when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on that donkey and then allowed Himself to be hung on a tree, He was doing that for you as your high priest. And believe in your heart that on the third day God raised Him from the dead. Good Friday, not the end of the story. Resurrection Day. 
is that moment when everything that Jesus said and did was confirmed as true. He is Savior and Lord. Believe in Him and you will be saved. And Christian, keep on believing in Him. For there is no salvation in no one else and there is blessing in no one else except Him. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you shalom. All God's people say, Amen. Amen. We're going to sing that together as our closing song this morning. And as that is done, can... Can I make a suggestion? And some of you may feel awkward in doing this. This is something that goes back to our days in New Jersey as a pastor there. We used to sing a version of the ironic blessing frequently in our congregation. Not every week, but probably most weeks we did as the closing to our time of worship. And there was something we asked people to do. As you're singing this, in the parts and times where... You know the words and you can sing without looking at your words. Look at other people. Sing this with others in your mind and in your heart. Turn. Catch the eyes of others. And sing. The Lord bless you and keep you. You will find that as beautiful and deep and wonderful as this song is all on its own, there is new depth and new beauty as we consciously sing it and pray it in song over one another. So if you're comfortable doing that at any point and throughout this song, just turn, look at others, and allow this to come through you to them uh, as, we, as we sing it together. So let's stand and let's sing the Lord bless you and keep you.
morning, in the evening, in the coming, and you're going, in your weeping, and rejoicing, He is for you. bless you and keep you. Until we meet again, Good Friday, Easter weekend, come ready to worship, come ready to hear the organ <laughs> as it sounds forth, crown him with many crowns. Um, come ready to sing the praises of our risen Savior, the source of all our blessing, all that we have and ever hope to have and ever hope to be traces back to Jesus. To Him be glory and honor forever and ever and ever. Amen. 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 God be with you.